0: It's July the 10th, 2013. This is by the way to show Mount Worcester. A complete disregard for safety right there. Today on the show, you want to walk down Highland Street? Highland Street? Sure. Who not? Today on the show is Brendan Mellick. Hey, how are you? Hi, I am Michael Benedetti wearing my 4th uh, of July best, even though it's not Independence Day. That was last week. This is this week. It's been about, I don't know, three weeks since we taped a show. And uh, so we're just going to have a little catch up show. Coming weeks, I think we're going to have more. What is umbrella? Nice umbrella. Fantastic umbrella. In upcoming weeks, I think we're going to do more shows where we're going to talk to some of these uh, aspiring politicians and do some Google Hangout shows and whatever. Has anybody gotten in touch? No, but I haven't tried. <laughs> I.
1: You'd think they'd be banging down the doors. Though,
0: I tell you, my <clears throat> my feeling about Worcester this summer has just been like, well, this is a nice place in the summer. There's no real issues.
1: It exists. That's about it.
0: Nothing's going on. No yep. updates to any of our sort of obsession topics, you yep. know. The ACLU's efforts to sue the city of Worcester wow. over the uh, panhandling ordinances. Nothing's happened there. We'll get back to that in the fall. Telegram and Gazette, supposedly five, there, supposedly there have been five offers mm-hmm. to uh, buy the telegram. Our offer of $9 not included in the official offers. It wasn't accepted? No. Well, it, I don't know what was accepted. Anyway, <laughs> nothing's happened with that. It's been a couple of weeks. Still no word from the New York Times about who they want to sell the Telegram and the Globe to. Um, actually, uh, here's a related note. Did, did you know that the Telegram is looking for people who would like to moderate their message boards, their oh, comment boards? really? Yeah. Is this a paid opportunity? It is a paid opportunity. It's really? not clear from the original offer. This is the, this is the secret information I can bring you, the viewer, which is that it's a part-time gig and they're, they're going to pay $250 a week. $250 a week, part-time, to moderate the comments. So you could make, theoretically, $12,000 a year, moderating. part-time, moderating racist, ignorant comments.
1: On the Telegram and Gazette's website. Hey. That, I mean, that's actually probably one of the better-paying community service gigs in the city of Worcester right it's now. It's true.
0: Yeah. You would be contributing to something for sure. Be, it's a massive contribution. Not just to Worcester, it's society. The <laughs> paper's got legs. Uh, this, is the, this is the kind of exciting news week that it is. I don't we got WPI license plate from Maine. WPI ECE. I
1: don't know what ECE is, dude.
0: Something about electrical and chemical engineering? engineering. Yeah, probably. Um, I sort of feel like I want to talk about bus stuff more than anything else. Um what what's on your radar this week like what are it's been a couple weeks so we sort of need to catch up on Worcester news you
1: know what I would like to point out is that so la- every year I, I go and watch the Worcester fireworks from the auditorium sure um, this year we did that and uh, one it was lovely not to have uh, tire uh, rubber particles in the air choking you uh, while you're watching those they're not, that was awesome
0: they're not doing the summer national car festival
1: thank you uh, Thompson Speedway for taking that off of our hands uh, but too, the fireworks were awesome this year. Really, they really, really nice fireworks. I mean, it's, it seems like every couple of years that you know it gets to the point where like this is expensive. You know, maybe we can't do it. Mm. Some private donations come in to make it work. I don't know if it, if fireworks technology has changed. If there's been uh, some massive improvements in, in perchloric quality or whatnot, but. Uh-huh. They, there were some really cool stuff. They were like, you know, little shapes coming up and whatnot. I mean, just, you know, the nice, like, stuff that you, you, you see in bigger displays, Worcester hat And that was pretty great to see. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. That's awesome. No idea how it was on Shrewsbury Street, because that place is a nightmare on 4th of July. And <laughs> I have no interest in going, on, going down there. I've been down there. I from think it's the auditorium. A fun it's always beautiful.
0: Is, um, hmm.
1: Do we and the fireworks that were coming up from Plumley Village were pretty rad too. I mean, that was the, you know, the, the warm up have... show coming up out of Plumley Village. Oh really?
0: Was... this is just kind of like a, like a like a boot like a wildcatter?
1: Yeah. No, it was totally illegal. Oh, sure. But it was that they had some really some some, some some pretty significant significant aerial displays going up from the, the general Plumley Village area. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I sort of. I, that's one nice thing about living in the city is that you sort of have this like ongoing low scale. Independence Day fireworks show for about a week before and a week after
1: we i love it and it's it's always amazing too that you know it, it's killing me that there seems to be more and more accepted commentary from legitimate media sources allowing editorial like talking about how annoying it is and it's just a pain and we leave it to professionals and whatnot those people just need to go away and blowing stuff up is like the high water mark for the fourth of july holiday and of course it's annoying i mean nobody wants to be woken up in the at two o'clock in the morning from next door, with something that sounds like gunfire. I mean, that's that's incredibly annoying. But yeah. then you, it takes two seconds to remember it's the Fourth of July, and you appreciate the fact that you live in a country where 47 other states can actually blow stuff up legally, and here we get to pretend for one week that we have those same opportunities. <laughs>
0: that's like, it is kind of like a it's kind of a giant civil disobedience campaign, too. Would you yeah. say? I mean, I don't know when else there's such fragrant, fragrant, flagrant, Just <laughs> fragrant law breaking. Like,
1: Not only just flagrant disregard for the law, but you have just as much, um, uh, I think, almost acceptance from the majority of law enforcement, right? I mean, like, very rarely do you see somebody actually uh, getting into trouble for uh, fireworks. I think the state police had a big campaign this year trying to arrest people for possession. They had a Um, a a ton of signs,
0: a ton of signs saying, warning, don't even think about bringing fireworks into Massachusetts.
1: Right. But I mean, that was I mean, that was minimal. They had a couple of Facebook posts about it. Other than that, <laughs> I didn't really, really see too much. But I mean, when you, the interactions with Worcester police, I mean, it, I mean it, it seems to be that they do the right thing, and they close their eyes and keep driving and
0: worry about bigger crimes. Speaking about Worcester police, we have to say we have to mention something that's pretty sweet, which is today the Worcester police uh, sent out a, a, a little alert just letting people know that uh, there are coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, as you'll see, you're, you're gonna see a coyote every now and then. They're just like, hey. Which I don't just think is actually
1: new. That's, I think that's been the case in Worcester forever. Yeah, um, sure. But it was nice of them to remind us. And, well, and they also told us not to call 911 for them as well, too. <laughs> oh, it, maybe that's the real thing gave about the description coyote. Of, a of, of what it would be like to run into a rabid coyote <laughs> likely to eat you and your family. And then said, if you run into that particular coyote, just call the non-emergency number. We
0: are not going to come out. Sirens blazing you with your coyote problem. Bears and moose
1: we will chase through the city, uh, and we will shoot and kill them. Coyotes is eating it. your family? Not so much. That's
0: why it struck me as a little weird about this coyotes. feel as, as though we're interrupting the guy
1: talking on the phone behind let's, let's, us. Should let's we slow down. let him go by. After <laughs> <to> you
0: <laughs> Very polite of you. Um, so I wanna talk a little bit about um, the transit hub. Have you ridden the bus since we have this new transit hub? I've not. No, I've seen the transit hub, though. I've ridden okay. by it in a car. Well, there was a, there was a, there's been, a, up to it there's to been it. a few reports about transit in New England. There was one that just came out from neighbor to neighbor and I think, the Dukakis Center, mm-hmm. basically saying that, like, uh, I don't know, poor Latino residents of Worcester have bad access to transit okay. compared to what you would want them to have. We go across. So, in Worcester,
1: Latino residents in particular?
0: I don't know. It was only two pages long. I just kind of skimmed it. I think, I mean, it was mostly just like they they had done some surveys and some focus groups of people, Mm -hmm. and we're just saying, like, what was your experience? I don't know. Like, I looked at it, and I was sort of like, I was not surprised by anything in it, so I didn't even make any notes on it. Okay. There's another another longer report, which is called Reinventing Transit, which I have not yet read, even though Tracy Novick emailed me today saying I should read this. Mm -hmm. Next week's episode, we'll talk about it more. I can talk a little bit about the transit hub though. Okay. Uh, for people who haven't been there, so it used to be that if you wanted to ride the bus in Worcester and like switch buses from one to another, you would sort of switch around City Hall. Like there were just a ton of bus stops yep. all around City Hall and on, also on the other side of the street from City Hall. Right. And basically every bus would stop there, like at the end of its, its, its route and wait a few minutes and then go on whatever other route it was gonna go on. Right. And at some point, they said, probably for a number of reasons, this is a bad idea. One of the reasons I think they did this is because you're just bringing in a bunch of the kind of people who ride the bus, that is, people who are poor, or people of color. Mm-hmm. And, like, why do, you, why do you want them around City Hall? What, what, you know, you don't even want them in the city of Worcester to begin with. I, in my opinion, the powers that be don't want them there. Yep. So they don't want to be reminded that they exist. I think that this is part of the reason that you, on the telegram, because at comment boards you frequently see elderly, I don't know if they're elderly, I shouldn't say elderly, you frequently see people who <laughs> talk about how scared they are of Worcester, and how scared they are of Common, and how, what a dangerous place it is. Sure. And I think part of the reason is because it's like, you would see a black person there. <laughs> And if you were from, no offense, Holden, seeing a black person could be a traumatic experience. If you were from Holden or you were to go
1: to your original point born in the 20s, you might be scared of that. Yes, this yes. is why. Uh, yes, I feel like I'm, 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 I don't mean to offend everyone born in the 20s. I don't, that's but right. It's I one of like those I'm, areas where I think we can generalize. I'm
0: inadvertently so? slaying the many elderly people who are dear to me and who are not. The horrible racists. Anyway. So there's this, there's this aspect, but then there's another aspect, which is, um, I think, a legitimate aspect, which is to say that, like, I don't know, every transit system is confusing. Every bus system is confusing, honestly. In the age of cell phones, a little bit less so. In the age of smartphones, a little mm-hmm. bit less so. But. Well, I was actually hoping to see one of the signs. And there's one on the other side of the street,
1: but I didn't feel like running across. I haven't used one yet, and I will do it if we can find one on the show, but all of the WRGA signs now actually have a um, QR code. That you can right. scan, that I think gives you the schedule yeah. for that line. I'm going yeah. to guess what it's for, that yeah. seems like a reasonable use you of can... QR codes. Maybe the
0: first reasonable use yeah. anyone's come up with. It's not only the schedule. They have a page for each of the buses now, where like that stop, like like you're you're not going to a web page about that bus. You're going yeah. to a web page about that bus stop, which has a list of like of the, the next. Well, it doesn't have any history, unfortunately, but it has like the most like the next five buses that are coming and when oh, they're cool. going to come because they have bus tracking now. You can now use your, mag- your, your magnetic card from the T yep. you can use on the Worcester bus. Mm-hmm. So you could fill that thing up online or whatever. I yep. guess you can fill it up online. I haven't tried that. Um, and uh, you can also just, like, text. You can text a certain code to a certain number. Uh, and it'll, that- and it'll, it'll text you back, like, the next two buses that are going to stop that stop. I hope that the, 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 the
1: rationale for moving the transit center from the general city hall area, as you described it, to the Union Station area was less about uh, overt racism uh, or maybe not Over, some of the, yeah, overt racism, racism <laughs> uh, and more about linking up to major transit systems. Well, that's the other
0: thing. I mean, that, this is the thing. They're this, not linked
1: up well, but I mean, but, at least in theory, you could now have a bus schedule that marries up with the
0: larger transit system. Yeah. Hopefully, and, I think someday in the next hundred years, they'll figure that out. Yeah. So we should say this, like, I don't like, I don't know that, I don't know other than having like a nice so 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 they recently opened up at a cost of i think 15 million dollars this transit center down by union station like right adjacent to union station it's right adjacent to the greyhound it's right adjacent to the trains into boston it's right adjacent to our amtrak so you should be able to move between the worcester bus the greyhound bus the peter pan bus the amtrak and the trains commuter trains into boston
1: it's like all seamlessly. great inventions
0: which are design- all great worcester
1: developments are designed around the idea of getting you out of Worcester more efficiently yeah all
0: the things that we get excited about in Worcester are actually just
1: large systems uh, to designed to get you out of, of, Worcester. You out of Worcester this yeah.
0: is every time we ask Bruce Russell what's the one thing that people want to know when they come to Worcester what's the one thing they want to see his answer is always the way out <laughs> um, so you have now this bus this bus this bus transit station which is basically just like you know a concrete plaza it has a roof It has uh, some electric signs saying like, where are the buses stopping and when are they stopping? Mm -hmm. There's an indoor space. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in the indoor space. So if it's during the winter or it's a rainy day or it's a hot day, this is actually pretty nice because like right now there's a couple little covered shelters around city hall, but they're not, when it's busy, they're not big enough. Um, And when it's cold, they're not any good at all. So that's actually a nice thing. Yeah. uh so one thing to say is as far as the routes go they haven't really changed the routes Mm -hmm. so far like every bus does what it used to do it stops somewhere around city hall they've taken down a lot of the signage around there so they're not committing (laughs) at least publicly to where the bus is going to stop but every bus like Finishes this thing up, they stop at City Hall, and then they drive down the street a little bit to the Union Station. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, you know, driving is not a a big schlep between City Hall and Union Station. On foot, it's a bit of a schlep, especially because the traffic and the traffic signals and everything are kind of confusing. Um, so, every, everything that's leaving the transit plaza, or almost everything at least that's leaving the transit plaza, is like making an extra loop around City Hall, okay. and everything that's coming in is making a, is making a loop around City Hall. Mm-hmm. So as far as anybody who's traveling by the bus goes, I don't think it really disrupts your trip. Sure. Um, in fact, some of the buses stop in more convenient places around City Hall than they used to, so I sort of like that. They are planning in August to stop doing that. They have some hearings this week. They're they're planning to sort they're they're planning to go to a thing where all you know, the buses actually start and stop at the Transit Plaza for reels. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna have a continuous free shuttle between City Hall and the Transit Plaza.
1: Oh. Why wouldn't City Hall still just be a stop for most of those buses?
0: For some of them it is. For some of them it is. For but for like but for like a lot of them it's not. Because it's super it's not super out of the way, but it's just so, sort of insane. I'm, I'm not, it's, a, it's, an, it's an insane like extra amount of driving and time
1: well and it is but at the same time like whatever. i just noticed as, as we've been talking we've walked if we get up to that next block we'll have walked by three bus stops yeah And uh, just on this one stretch of highland street i don't know that they're all for the same buses they might not be but it seems they like are. there are redundancies in areas well, that
0: this little section there might be
1: well, yeah, but I mean, that's the sort of thing that not only slows down the traffic patterns overall leading into the heart of the city, slows down the buses and the people that are on the buses. Sure. Like, why wouldn't you, it seems like a, 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 an area like City Hall would probably be more deserving of a stop than 100-yard stretch of Highland Street.
0: Sure. And I am so I wouldn't be surprised, but the thing is, I mean, think about, I don't know, think about a theoretical bus that's going from, like, the Transit Plaza up Highland Street. Right. Like... For it to be able to just sort of go via Lincoln Square, for example, is a little maybe a little easier than for it to have to go up and make a loop around City Hall. Sure. Like, I like the idea of all these buses making loops around City Hall, but a lot of them are not full a lot of the time. I don't know. I sort of understand why they're trying to, like, make a more sane decision and actually commit to this transit problem. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of, like, one interesting thing is, is this question of, like, like, do you sort of want to wait around, like, or do you want to have more convenient access to the Greyhound and the train? Or do you want to have more convenient access to the stores and offices around City Hall? Sure. You know? Well, and I think that's ultimately the problem that the, the, the transit system in the city has, is that
1: it is catering very much to a local, you want to hit one of these signs and see what the, uh, will show people what, no, this thing right here. This is
0: the, So the three stops here, so
1: yeah, you scan the little QR code and what do you get? Oh, still scanning. Apparently, I'm sorry. All right. Google is analyzing my QR code, and so it, it tells me <laughs> nothing it
0: didn't in work? English. Uh... You're working on
1: it. Yeah, got nothing you here.
0: Know I, I, I'm going to do a little PSA for the WRTA. I ride the bus, not as much as I used to, but I do ride the bus. Um, as Jim Anschauer of The Onion said, nobody ever got laid riding the bus. Yeah. Unfortunately, my experience. So, we have here? you can, this is stop 456, this is the number three bus. This comes down from Newton Square going downtown. So basically you have this opportunity, I guess you can call them, I hadn't thought about that. But you can definitely text this special code, which is the code for this stop, and it'll text you back like a couple of the, the buses that are coming in. Or you can go to this website on your phone you can also use the QR code if you don't want to type that website in. So when I scan this QR code, what it tells me is uh, it nothing. No service is scheduled for this stop at this time. That's impossible. What time is it? huh. Oh, it's 7:30. Yeah. Maybe this are supposed to stop. We should. We should already. It's past curfew, Mike. We should already be in bed. <laughs> Well, and, uh, sorry, WRTA, for picking that stop at that time. Yeah. Anyway, normally it would but tell no, you. But
1: I think this is what we were just talking about, though, is that I think that the view the view of the WRTA is that very much of their transit is, uh, their usage is local, and it's uh-huh. destination-based, right? I mean, you probably see some of their heaviest usage now uh, coming to, like, the Walmart down off 146. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it used to be City Hall for some when there was more to do down there. Now it might right. be for, like, courthouse traffic and whatnot. Uh, and I think that's part of the problem is that we've now kind of pigeonholed ourselves end up being viewed as a city whose urban transit system is primarily used by and designed for poor people which you know it might that actually might be the case people who who don't have cars or whatever the case may be but it doesn't need to be the be-all end-all of a transit system Nor should it be um and i think that's where you kind of need to have both you need to have both the, the local destination based Uh, transit, which I'm sure the WRTA has plenty of metrics to show where people are going, shopping, whatever the case may be, but it also does need to tie into a larger system like the trains, where you could actually get me onto the bus. The only reason I don't take the train is because it's such a nightmare to actually find a train that works, but I have a bus stop right at the end of my street. If you could actually get me on that bus and have me on a train within 15 minutes after arriving down there as opposed to waiting 45 minutes or an hour, you could convert me into being a public transit user, which I once was.
0: Well, you can you can now take the bus. You can take your bus.
1: Oh no, I know. I just don't feel like getting up at four o'clock in the morning to <laughs> catch a you know a, a seven o'clock train oh, or whatever the case not, may because be. The,
0: because the train and the bus aren't synced closely enough.
1: And because the, the the buses, it seems from that the west side of the city take an incredibly long time to get to the transit center because there are so many stops along the way. Right. When, like I just said, you know probably get rid of uh you know at three of the, the the 15 stops that we just walked by well is speeding up
0: some of that transit yeah there's fewer stops i feel like there's actually fewer stops in your neighborhood i've ridden that bus like there, like there's more stops as you get closer to downtown and there's a surprising number of people i think because uh, you also have a lot of people who are infirm who are riding the bus obviously there's sure. a surprising number of people who ride the bus like a quarter mile mm-hmm. which is it sort of drives you crazy when you're trying to to take a bus ride but it's like you know like that's that's a that's a good chunk of the people who need to ride the bus people in a wheelchair but, people who and and have if, trouble walking
1: and if that's the prime, but but see I think that's where it becomes a cart and horse sort of issue for the WRTA because you're never going to get you're never going to capture people who have you're the, the option,
0: option. This way or sure. you're Never going to
1: capture the, the people who have the option of driving unless you make that service more convenient than driving yeah so um, unless you actually really want that demographic uh, both for local and uh, like longer commuter service you need to start changing the way you do business. And on some level that might actually Im- impact some of the other riders. But mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you can have the best of both worlds, right? I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't have uh, traffic uh, on buses coming from the major residential areas for service for the commuter rail uh, almost mean Expresses that are running straight yeah. through, like every major city, you know, figures out the right time to do Expresses. And then during, in
0: LA, the Rojo.
1: And then during LA. the day, you're having more frequent stops for the folks who are just going to the grocery store or whatever the case may yeah. be. I mean, it, it would take some thinking out, but again, if your goal is to get more ridership through uh, getting people out of their cars, you're going to have to kind of rethink rethink the way the scheduling works.
0: Yes. Well, I'm curious to read this I'm curious to read this study that I was telling you about cuz it what claims be th- fun
1: if we just made stuff up like this all the time.
0: You mean like decide how to reinvent this stuff? Yeah. I'm a little frustrated about these discussions about in, in transit in part because I feel like we have no we have no tools to to really analyze the problem. Like I like I know that the people who do the WRTA do all sorts of you know they're all like highly they have plenty of highly trained people who are doing sure. all kinds of route mapping and whatever absolutely and like so it's very easy for us to, to say like well this part of this line is not yeah ideal you know like that's very of, easy for of us of course
1: to say. you know it, it, of course it's the case but i think the thing to keep in mind whether or not they're the, they it could be the greatest <laughs> minds in urban planning available uh that the wrta has on hand but if they're not again speaking just for myself as a guy who drives to boston five days a week right if I would be happy to use that service and other public transit services as long as you made it more convenient than driving my car.
0: Maybe this, maybe this is how we should frame our WHA discussions on this, on this show going forward, which is, what will get Brendan on the bus? What will get
1: Brendan on the bus? And, and I can't, I, I, whereas I can only speak for myself, and I, I will in no way attempt to diminish the logic used by en- engineers, especially traffic engineers, I will tell you that as a frequent driver, 10 years, 5 days a week, into the Boston area on the pike, there are a lot of people just like me. Mm -hmm. The the one thing that I I can promise you is that there's no shortage of people in cars on the Massachusetts Turnpike coming from Western and Central Mass going into Boston every day. And if you want, uh, again, whether it's local uh, public transit or statewide public transit, if you want to increase ridership, the key is making it more convenient than getting in a car and driving. Yes. And we're just not there yet.
0: Maybe we need more traffic, more regular traffic. Maybe we need to get more people in cars (laughs) to get people out of their cars, yes. Um, when, when, one thing I would also like to say in favor of this transit plaza. And as you can tell, I'm kind of, I kind of like this, tra- this transit plaza, Like we have spent years on this show ever since they talked about moving away from city hall, talking about this question of, are they making this transit plaza just because th- there's, you know, there's a lot of racists in the city of Worcester. Mm-hmm. I think the answer is no, that there actually are some good ideas here. I'm interested to see how they pan out. It's like, a, I mean, it's a big gamble. Yeah. It's a big gamble completely reconfiguring the transit. I hope that this gamble pays off. One cool thing about it in addition to like all these things being clustered together is like now you have this magnetic card that is like the card that you write on the T mm-hmm. or the, the train or whatever. Can you use those magnetic cards on the train to Boston? No. I still haven't gotten a straight answer on that. I don't think so. I, I think, you think you they're two separate pay. systems. You have to yeah. buy that paper thing. Because if you're
1: using the, the MBTA card for the commuter rail, it's the Charlie card. And, yeah, and no Charlie one's really given me a straight answer as to whether or not it's transferable. I would lo- I'd love to hear somebody's experience if they figured out how it works. Maybe
0: it's- you could buy a paper ticket with the Charlie card. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I have no idea. Anyways.
1: But that's actually a, a good point because there's so many right. people that have commuter rail passes that are subsidized through their work and whatnot. If that extended into the zone, like Worcester is yeah. whatever, zone 8 or whatever the case may be, you know now my WRTA ridership would be included in the fee that I would already be paying for work or whatever the right. case may be for that uh, Charlie card. And now we just have one thing that I need to manipulate to get from my house to work.
0: Well, tell Currently, you,
1: it's at least two things, here's the th- three.
0: Here's the thing about these cards. These cards are sweet, right? Mm-hmm. But it used to be that the only place you could really deal with this card in Worcester, like filling it up, was... At the WRTA office, which is like adjacent to, to Mechanics Hall, Yeah. which was open, I don't know, sometimes and not other times, and it was just sort of in this place where it was sort of a legend that it was there. Mm-hmm. Like it was no place that seemed it was no, like for a place that was like a bus place. It didn't wasn't near City Hall particularly. It was just in this random office. So like now they have like these machines down there at this transit hub. So mm-hmm. there's this idea of like of like promoting these to riders also, which is pretty sweet. Because yeah. I have to say, everything goes so much faster if people are paying with these at the bus. Like yeah. Paying by cash is a slow, you also save 20 cents. As part of our PSA we should mention, the, the bus in Worcester is a buck 50 per trip and it is $1.30 if you use the card. And okay. I don't know if there's any transfers. Huh. So you can buy a day pass for like $3.50. But i don't think they have transfers, which is another aggravating. Thing. Even with the magnetic card, I'm pretty sure they don't have transfers.
1: And is there—is what—is there like a monthly that you can use? Like there's monthly in the run? whole
0: there's okay. monthly in the whole deal. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So like honestly, obviously, if you work downtown, probably your employer will, you know, subsidize this somehow. Sure. It to, you should people should just totally buy a monthly card and like commute with a bus if it's convenient for them. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's shocking that more people don't. I like to think that if I actually worked in the city I mean when I did work in the city the last time I worked in the city I was a bike commuter almost entirely I mean there were some the winter was kind of stinky from time to time but for the most part it was all bicycle commuting I would like to think if I was back working in the city if anyone has a good job offer please let me know and I would go back to being either a bike commuter or when I'm lazy a bus commuter and that's a there's no reason to drive around the city anymore. It's shocking to see how much traffic, now being 7 o'clock, you know, I'm pointing at something that doesn't actually exist, but it's shocking how much traffic we do have in the city when we actually do have a functioning uh, urban transit system that doesn't get as much use as it probably should. Yeah. Well... When you're running out of things to talk, can you just point out how awesome the new bench is looking here?
0: Look at that bench. Yeah, just, I so to want to go sit them? on that bench, but can I sit on it? No!
1: You'll get there soon enough. By the end of the summer, you'll be there. They're doing
0: some really nice work in here, though. That's yeah. A,
1: yeah, the the pond is no longer collapsing in on itself.
0: We should talk about this park sometime. Not then they today. open it again.
1: We'll come down and talk about it. Maybe we can get Rob Antonelli to come down and tell us all about all the work they did down
0: here. Maybe we can. Here's what I think we're going to do the next couple of weeks. We always have to reinvent this show because this show is always teetering between relevance and irrelevance. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to start doing more Google Hangouts episodes. We've never done a Google Hangouts episode. We're going to start doing these. A lot of podcasts like these. And I think we're going to get back into the, the groove of like... Uh, Talking to people, going at, going long? to places and talking to people. Do you
1: think this line here was intentionally wonky like that?
0: No, oh, it's just whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how they made this. They just plug, put a piece of tape.
1: Yeah. Don't peel it off. You're going to get in trouble for that.
0: You're unfilled. This is unnecessary. <laughs> this box is unnecessary. I don't don't think you think it would look so much better if that box was not there? Hmm. Neighborhood vandals, take note. You can actually make
1: it look better by vandalizing it.
0: Well, Brendan, thanks for thanks for coming out and walking around town and doing this show. Oh, thanks for having me. This is wonderful. This is an exciting show. Enjoy your summer, Worcester. I, you know, I've talked to more people the last few weeks who are just like getting more excited about living in Worcester. And there's weeks when I can't imagine anyone ever having been excited about Worcester. But then there's weeks where I'm like, of course you're excited about Worcester. Worcester's a perfectly nice place. Yes. If you like, Worcester's just as good as anywhere else. Mostly. Mostly. Worcester's in the top 90% of places on the planet, probably.
1: There are some pretty cool places like Key West, though, that well, some of us sure. might rather be,
0: temporarily at least, maybe, maybe not long-term. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, this is the 508 Show. If you got a complaint, you can email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com. We will see you for reals next week. Mike Benedetti, Brendan Mellican. Thanks for having me. And the city of Worcester as itself.